On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have an awesome guest, Kevin Anson, who is the founder of Ads on Fire, who is responsible for generating millions in revenue and millions in video views. He's worked with awesome guys like Russell Brunson, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Frank Kern. The list goes on. But yeah, it's a good one. You don't want to miss it. We dive into 10 ingredients of creating the perfect video. Um, Works for ads as well. Um, but yeah, this one's not going to want to be missed if you're a video guy or just a creative or marketing guy in general. So make sure to check it out. So I've had the opportunity to to work with uh, folks like Russell Brunson, Brendan Burchard, Grant Cardone, Frank Kern, Dean Graciosi, Tony Robbins, uh, Damon John, Ryan Moran, uh, even Mike Dillard. And so it's pretty much like <laughs> the who's who in the industry. And it didn't come uh, easily and it didn't come overnight, but I definitely... Uh, I went after them, let's just say that, um, because I really wanted to work with these people because I knew one day that I would be teaching what I know. And I knew if I could just list those people on my landing page, it might help my conversions quite a bit. So. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, where we dive into what's working, what isn't working, some badass financial tips. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Kevin Anson, who is easily responsible for generating millions of dollars and tens of millions of views um, in the video marketing scene. He is the founder and visionary over at Ads of Fire. So, Kevin, man, pumped to have you on. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. So, I mean... We've had some, you know, agencies, media buyers, but man, whenever we have, you know, creative agencies or video production agencies, I geek out because I mean, at the end of the day, creative moves the needle more than any crazy ninja hacks out there. I feel like, you know, <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we see with our clients and they come to us when they're running static ads and they're just like, they just want to take it to the next level. And it's always creating video. I mean, that's like, you can't, you can't compete with a good video ad. You really can. The best part is you can always chop it up, you know, reuse it. You know, I've seen some last for a month, six months, a year. It's just you never know these days. But I mean, shoot, video just is the king of them all, it seems like. But give everybody a little overview of kind of what you're getting into so everybody has some kind of context. Yeah. So um, you want me to talk about some of the clients that I've worked with that might help people? Be a oh, little hell yeah. Go ahead and name <laughs> drop. Bring, bring out the beast just so everybody knows how real of a deal you are. Awesome. Um, and in the humblest way, because I, whenever <laughs> I share this stuff, it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, in, bragging or something. But um, yeah, so I've had the opportunity to to work with uh, folks like Russell Brunson, Brendan Burchard, Grant Cardone, Frank Kern, Dean Graciosi, Tony Robbins, uh, Damon John, Ryan Moran, uh, even Mike Dillard. And so it's pretty much like <laughs> the who's who in the industry. And it didn't come uh easily and it didn't come overnight but i definitely uh i went after them let's just say that um because i really wanted to work with these people because i knew one day that i would be teaching what i know and i knew if i could just list those people on my landing page it might help my conversions quite a bit so 
<laughs> that's a good way to put it and i mean shoot i guarantee everybody out there knows who these guys are so i mean with that kind of authority it just as you were kind of talking about earlier that momentum man it just keeps snowballing down there and i mean you got the credibility the authority to where it's you know it just makes you an awesome figure out there so we're pumped to have you on thanks man yeah it's um it's been a crazy journey over the last four years. Uh, I was sharing with you before we got on, but like I was a video guy. I am a video guy, but I, I've been a video guy since 2004. So that's, what is it? 16 years now. And like only in the last four years, did I really start to understand marketing. So like for 12 years, I understood the art of making videos. But then once I understood marketing, human psychology, copywriting, I was able to marry up the art with the science. Kind of like, like Russell says that a lot, the, the art and the science of, of what I do. And then it's just been, it's been gangbusters. So people reach out to us a lot for, uh, for our expertise. Cause we're not just video editors or like, we're not like a video guy or videographer. That's my favorite one. It's like, no, that's like almost like an insult. You know, it's like, no, you come to us and we make, you know, we do the, the whole thing from A to Z. I'm not trying to like promote my services here, but it's just like, I understand this stuff really well when it comes to creative. Oh man, we'll give you a fast spot at the very end to promote whatever you want. So we'll <laughs> give you some placements there. <laughs> I know whenever we have Zach on, whenever somebody starts mentioning debt or getting funded, it's it's like setting him up to, for a home run with all the funding and ad card funnel dash. <laughs> it's, it's fun of how many native ads we have in this podcast. <laughs> Teeing it up. Yep, totally. But sweet, man. So of course, we love to dive into the rich ad, aka of what's working. So I mean... What's working for you right now? You know, what are you seeing, you know, disrupt, you know, news feeds, the markets over there that are creating some mean revenue on the kind of video side? Yeah, so what we're seeing right now that's working really well is um, pretty much the attractive character ads. And if you would ask me this five days ago, I probably would have had a different answer, but it's just been like, so overwhelming like how well they work and what that means is basically it's a person representing your brand and getting on camera and speaking about whatever it is because whenever we do these graphic heavy videos with tons of texts and images and video and you know shutter or shutterstock images and video whatever it um it's a lot harder to get traction with those types of videos where there's like no you know what i mean like no speaking human being like let's just use russell brunson as an example or grant cardo and like they are the attractive character that like the person that you want to like whenever he shows up on camera you hit play because you want to watch and hear what he has to say right so we've tested out so many different creatives with our clients where we make this amazing 60 second ad where it's like tons of graphics and music and messaging and it's like it's amazing it looks great but no human being ever jumps on camera those ads like it's it's a lot harder to get traction with those. They don't typically do as well. It's it's like a it's a hit or miss. I mean, you know, I would say like maybe two out of ten of those types of ads where they're graphic heavy and message heavy, they'll do well. But like most of the time they don't. And so what we found is like almost every time, if you're, you know, presentable on camera, um, when you jump on camera and you share some value and you share um, sort of like the 10 ingredients and we can get into these 10 ingredients in the podcast. These are the 10 ingredients I always think about when I'm making a video. But if you dive into some of the things where you're on camera and you're sharing some stuff, you're giving some value and then, you know, sharing some, maybe some testimonials or case studies, then you have an urgency or scarcity based call to action. Like that stuff, it just, it just outperforms because people are seeking human connection. I think maybe it's just because more so than ever, we're seeking that right now because we're all locked inside and we're, you know, behind closed doors. 
And so when we see a person online and they're interesting and engaging, like we want to watch what they have to say, right? And so um, those ads that we're doing, they're, they're performing pretty well right now, so. When you have a brand who doesn't have a kind of a big authority, you know, like Russell, for example, um, maybe they're building their brand up right now. Do you usually just find somebody who has some authority in that niche? Maybe you just find somebody randomly attractive. How do you kind of go about those processes? Yeah. So, I mean, the other way you can do it too, is if you don't want to jump on camera and you don't want to represent your brand, which I totally understand there's, I mean, there's services out there where you can pay someone to speak your message, like go to website talkingheads.com. That's like an older service, but I've used them for years. You send them a script and you choose the model that you want, male, female, how you want them to sound, you want them to have an accent, whatever, and then they'll send you back a video, right? Like on, on a green screen if you want, and then you can change out the background, whatever. Those can work well. Or, um, you know, just a testimonial-based video. If you guys have a product or a service and you've sold it to a couple of people, or even if you've given it away for free to a couple of people and you have some some folks who are willing to give you a testimonial, make a video ad that has back-to-back testimonials that's social proof um one of our uh one of our clients who were doing some stuff for in the e-com space they sent us a video for it's like one of their competitors like this acne solution and they're like i mean they're spending like 100 grand a month in ads on this acne solution so it just gives you an idea of how much they're probably making on the back end but it's all the ad is is just back-to-back testimonials of women starting out it starts out where it's like you know, I tried this, like I tried proactive, I tried this, 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 and it, none of it worked. And then it goes into the solution. Like I tried this acne solution, like nothing's ever worked like this ever in my entire life. It's just like uh, UGC, user generated content, like testimonial after testimonial, just back to back to back to back. And it's all shot on smartphones. It's not fancy schmancy cameras with nice lighting. It's like literally just people shooting, you know, in their car or in their you know basement on a smartphone the quality looks terrible it sounds terrible but people are seeking that authenticity so it's it's doing extremely well oh yeah and adds that personal feel to it and even as you were just kind of you know more or less scripting it off the like you know improv style that pain point comes out immediately so i mean it's just super obvious of who it's calling out what the issue is to where you know it's really personable too so you know, user generated content, it's it's always going to be a solid, you know, asset, I feel like. And, you know, it's pretty cool because, I mean, we've had some killer brands where they spend, you know, 20K, like we were talking about before, 20K on a professional video and it tanked. <laughs> and then, of course, the ad that killed it is, you know, when they shot on their iPhone, cut it up a little bit, got some real reactions and boom, you know, it's, it's money right there. So it's super interesting on the different types of videos. But, you know, it's just so interesting how it all kind of plays out. Yeah. And I... um just to piggyback on that, that is a very big misconception that people have when they are going into making video ads for themselves or for their clients. They think they have to go out and buy an expensive camera or they have to have this perfectly executed script or like, you know, actors and just all the things that come with making a Super Bowl commercial is kind of the best example I like to use. You don't have to do that. I mean, you can literally, um, pull out your smartphone and make a a boomerang video. I don't know if you guys don't know what that is on Instagram, on Instagram stories, there's a button on there that says boomerang. It looks like the infinity symbol and you hold it down and you can record something for like, I think it's like two or three seconds. And then it just loops back like over and over and over again. A lot of people use it to like show their kid jumping in the pool or like, 
doing something silly, jumping on trampoline, and you just record it for like two seconds, then it just loops over and over and over again. All that really is is a big like pattern interrupt. It's just like some, seeing something looping over and over again. And so if you have a product or a service that you can somehow showcase with your smartphone using a boomerang ad, like do it. Um, I was just having a conversation with a lady today on a sales call and I was recommending to her to do that. She has a, uh, a supplement and I'm like, just open the bottle and just pour out all the pills onto the counter and then like use a boomerang video. So it would just loop over and over again. That's just a big pattern interrupt. Like people scroll through Facebook and they see, or Instagram or wherever, and they see like pills just kind of getting dumped out and then going back in, dumped out, going back in. It's like, it's like a scroll stopper, right? Something out of the ordinary. It's different. It interrupts their pattern and it breaks it up and then it it makes them stop long enough to read your ad copy that you have on there. And then, you know, hopefully click on your link and, uh, and buy it. So there's a lot more to that, but yeah, that's kind of a, just a really simple barrier to entry there. If you want to just start making some videos. Oh yeah. And I mean, I think it took me like literally, I think I learned this like two months ago about boomerang, like no joke. I knew about it, but I've never done it myself. And man, since we been able to incorporate, it's been such a game changer to where it's disruptive, you know, it's just, weird sequences and phases and transitions so it's like man hey someone's scrolling through it's gonna pique their interest so i mean there y'all go there's one key takeaway right there hey yeah and if and if i could even tell you guys this just to give you a little bit of a insight like we have literally done ads for russell brunson and we flipped through his book and i've done it with my smart my smartphone or another one i did was i dropped the book off of my staircase because i have a two-story home and I just held my phone up with my right hand and then I dropped the book with my left hand and the book like falls down, like it almost hits the floor and then it reverses and comes back up. And the ad just keeps doing that. And that ad I shot on my smartphone, took me like 30 seconds to make it and it sold thousands of books. So like even for people like him who you think he's spending like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on every ad he does. That's not the truth. Like he, he, he himself will go out and shoot stuff on a smartphone when he's feeling inspired, or if he's in front of a weird statue in some random city, like, Oh, this is really weird. Let's shoot in front of this. And he'll make an ad and it crushes it. Man, it's, it's, it's wild on how, especially with technology is getting better and better with these new iPhones. I bought that 11 pro just for the, the, the camera pretty much. So, I mean, really goes to show, you know, it's, you don't need crazy equipment to really, you know, record a converting video. It definitely helps, you know, in some aspects, but I mean, you know, it's good to test. Yeah, definitely. You don't, uh, I think people, yeah, you get it by, by now people listening that you don't need expensive equipment. It's just trying stuff out, trying things that are weird. It's really, the goal is, especially if you're just starting out, the goal is just to get people to stop and look at your ad long enough to where they read that first sentence, right? It's like, you know, you always want to have that first sentence in the ad copy be something that's pain based. Like maybe even in the form of a question, like, um, have you been struggling with acne your entire life? Something like that's like, oh my gosh, like that's me. And then they want to hit that little see more, you know, see more. So they click on that so that they can expand the ad copy. But that's the goal is just to get people to stop long enough. And I mean, you can take it further than that. You know, you can, of course, jump on camera, say all this amazing stuff. We can get into that if you want. Um, But there's some very simple ways to just get people's attention. Without a doubt, man, that's been that's a killer segment there. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, 
and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out AdCard. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before AdCard, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Let's go ahead and take it to some segments to where ads did not go as planned. We love diving into, you know, everybody loves, you know, talking about killer results. But of course, even as you mentioned, when it comes to testing, 80% may crash and burn. So, I mean, when it comes to kind of your personal experience, what's been some scenarios that just did not work in y'all's favor? You may have thought it was going to kill it. It just did not kill it. Can you kind of dive in some info on that side of things? Yeah, I mean, even just for people listening, like even people at the highest level still don't have all the answers. Like just because you look at somebody like Frank Kern and you think that every ad that he puts out there crushes it, it doesn't. Like he tries stuff all the time. Like if you pull up his ad library, facebook.com slash ad slash library, type in his name, like the ads that you see up today probably won't be there in five days because he's constantly testing stuff. So that being said, um, a lot of ads are going to crash and burn. Like even, you know, with, with Russell Brunson, uh, he messages me privately. Like he did that recently where he, they made an ad for, uh, tra- well, they did all their books, but they did one for traffic secrets where it's like a pancake artist where he, um, has all these different color, um, like pancake, uh, materials or whatever. And he kind of squeezes them out onto a, onto like a hot surface and it makes a pancake. And he like made the exact replica of Russell Brunson's, the cover of his book. And they thought it was going to do extremely well and it just didn't do well. And like, no one would have guessed, like they spent all this money to pay this pancake artist to make the (laughs) cover of the book. And they put the ad out there. Nobody would have guessed, like I would have saw that ad, like I would have been like, dude, that ad's going to crush. That's so cool. It just didn't do well. Right. And so sometimes I think it's because there's no emotional connection to the viewer. That's where that that's where you might miss the mark. It's because somebody watching the ad, they're like, oh, this is a cool video of this guy reconstructing the cover of a book with with pancake material. And it looks just like the cover that's super cool, but then they don't have any reason to buy the book. They're not like, what problems does that book solve in my life? How is it going to help me grow my business, get more traffic? The ad doesn't really talk about that at all, you know? And so it's kind of like, there's no reason for them to click on it. But as soon as you start talking about pain points and like, um, you know, different things about the book that you know that it has that are going to actually help them or some results or some social proof that's when people feel a connection to it an emotional connection then they kind of put themselves in the shoes of you know the uh the person that that's being referenced in the social proof whatever and then they feel a connection then they want to buy when they want to buy the book so man 
Yeah, I mean, I would think that I would kill it too. You know, what I what I would do to be a pancake master, first of all, I think that'd be a perfect <laughs> like live. What do you do? I make pancakes <laughs> and crazy crazy shapes and shit. That'd be so crazy. But yeah, I mean, even I would think that would just convert because it's so different. But I mean, hey. But it could have. It, it maybe it was. Maybe it would have if it wasn't for a book. Maybe if it was for like a, I don't know, like a protein or something. I don't know what, but something different. Like I, it's just it just depends. And that's what we were talking about before we got on the podcast. It's like sometimes an ad will crush it for one industry or niche or product, but then you try to do it for another product or industry or niche, and it just doesn't do well. And so it's just hard. That's why it's like you got to be constantly testing, constantly trying out new stuff. Um, that's why I go back to Frank Kern because he's just constantly making ads. I mean, he's always jumping on his smartphone when he's feeling inspired. He's in his car driving around. He's like, I got an idea for an ad and he'll say some stuff on camera. He'll send it to his ads guy. They'll put it up, see if it works. And then sometimes you can tell what ads, if you guys want to do some hacking of your own, you can tell which ads are doing well for people because you can see how long the ad's been up for. So if you go to Frank Kern's ads page or Russell or Grant Cardone, just scroll to the very, 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 very bottom and see which ads are still active. Some of them will be, it'll say that it's been active since 2019. That's when you know that ad's doing pretty well. So there's, there's some good elements in there to hack. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Facebook ads library is so underrated. I think that's a killer point here as well. Well, Snap. So, I mean, we love talking about what works, what doesn't work. But we also love taking a page out of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and talking about some financial principles. So, I mean... What are some good financial tips you can kind of bring out to businesses? Maybe it's video production oriented, coming up with budgets. What kind of financial tips that, you know, with your expertise, would you kind of recommend out there? Yeah, I think it's important um, having a budget and, uh, you know, sticking to it and kind of putting your money into those those different buckets. And, you know, when I first started my business, I made the mistake of not setting aside money for taxes or paying those quarterly taxes. Cause if you don't set it aside when the, <laughs> the year comes to an end and your tax guy's like, you owe like 20 grand in taxes. You're like, sweet. I don't have 20 grand. I already spent it, you know, cause I wasn't thinking smart because I've been in business for myself since 2011, but I think it's just sort of a, yeah. Um, Rude awakening. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's kind of, I guess if I was to just without rambling on about too much stuff because I'm not a financial expert, that would be my one tip is to to do that. Set aside money for taxes. And that makes total sense there. So with the kind of individuals you're working with, they seem to have some pretty good authority. Now, for those who are spending, you know, say 100K a month on ads, what do you typically see those kind of creative budgets going for, even if you see those at all? Or, you know, what they're spending for video production or getting all these different tests kind of created or very, you know, different variances and whatnot. Do you have any kind of insights on maybe some good thresholds or ratios to kind of, you know, feed the beast a little bit? Um, it's definitely a good idea to, um, I don't know, there's so many different ways I could answer it, but, <laughs> you know, to test things out, you know, with, especially if you're running a new offer to at least test it out with a thousand bucks first to see if it's even, a worthwhile offer and see if you need to make any changes before you go and dump a bunch of money into it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm more on the creative ad side. I'm not so much in the dashboard on Facebook or YouTube, like looking at all the metrics and how much money is being spent. I mean, for us, I 
am just checking in with clients and being like, Hey, how's that ad doing? What's, what's the CPA that it's getting? Like, um, you know, how many clicks is it getting? Like, what's the average cart value? Like, I like to know all that stuff, but I'm not actually the person who is spending time in the dashboard and seeing, you know, the numbers, I guess you could say we're more of just like, we do the creatives and then we hand them off. And then our clients give us data back and say, this worked or this didn't work. And then we learn from that and move forward. Hell yeah. I mean, that's some solid optimization over time. I mean, it's nice being able to look at videos and be like, okay, cool. This part's working really well. Let's go ahead and create some more variations based off that. So, so, so I don't always imagine. Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> Got a frog in my throat. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I always imagine, you know, diving into those smaller tests, it's good to kind of have, you know, smaller 1k budget and see how it floats a little bit. And when it goes well, you know, scale it up. And if not, see what you can kind of take from it and, you know, create some iterations and test that bad boy out. too. it's a never ending cycle, especially with ads. <laughs> yeah, you never know when uh, you can make a tiny little tweak to an ad and it, be it like a headline or something that it's just going to like exponentially like increase the uh, the conversions and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's it is a matter of testing different stuff. I mean, test different sizes, vertical and square, and you know, sixteen by nine. They I know that Facebook came out with a recent case study where it was saying that vertical videos seem to be outperforming uh, most other videos. So if you are recording your video for Facebook ads, I mean, record it vertically. Another there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Oh, not at all. Yeah, especially with how all these stories and Instagram reels are getting traction. I mean, it's that vertical just absolutely slays it these days. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and I mean, I don't know how many questions left you have for me, but I can probably like oh, quickly yeah. go through some of the ingredients that I like to put into videos that I'm always thinking about if it helps anybody. Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, because we'll kind of finish off with this bad boy, let everybody know kind of how to reach you. But I'm kind of curious on these pieces now that you mentioned it. Yeah, so there's 10 things that I'm always thinking about when I'm creating an ad and doesn't mean or a video, a video or an ad. But let's talk about ads here because we're on the, the rich ad poor ad podcast. But um, there's 10 ingredients that I'm always thinking about it doesn't mean all 10 need to go in every single video. Okay. But the first thing is the uh, the pattern interrupt, right? So I talked about that a little bit earlier where it's like a scroll stopping pattern interrupt of some kind where it interrupts people's patterns because they're used to scrolling through Facebook or uh, Instagram, social media so much that unless something catches their eye, they're just going to keep scrolling. So like an example would be, I have a fire wallet and I set it on fire and I, I break it out, set it on fire before I start talking on on camera. And it just, it stops people in their tracks and it just long enough to where they listen to what you have to say next. And then you hit them with the next thing, which is like, you identify them. You say, Hey, are you, um, are you running a Facebook ads agency? You know, listen up. I'm going to share with you guys three tips, um, or three mistakes that every Facebook ads agency is making. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was like three ingredients right there. That was identified the person. I said, are you a Facebook ads agency? And then I went into the hook, which is the third thing. Three th there are three mistakes that every fat Facebook ads agency is making. So you just hook them in and you gave them a reason to watch. And they're probably going to stick around for at least another 20 to 30 seconds to hear what you have to say, right? And okay. then um, you can talk about some more pain points if you want. You could be like, you know, um, are, you, uh, are you tired of losing clients in your, in your ads agency? Or are you tired of people, um, you know, your churn is so high? Or maybe um, you know your ads aren't working as well as you, your clients want them to. You know maybe that's the big pain point that they have. 
And then, so that was number four. Number five is the result or the promise where you're talking about some results that you've gotten for clients. Um, you know, we've worked with hundreds of clients and we've, you know, we've, uh, spent, you know, millions of dollars in ads or whatever it is. And then, um, going to number six, that kind of bleeds into number six, which is authority. It's like, you know, everyone has some authority. Like for me, if I was to jump on this podcast and you were to introduce me as some guy who's just like a video editor and <laughs> I've made a couple of videos here and there, like that, that wouldn't be enough authority for people to want to listen to what I have to say. Right. But you're, instead you're like, Oh yeah, we, he's worked with these people and these people and these people. Now I have authority, but authority can come in different ways. It's your authority or over your, or your experience where it's like, you know, we've um, managed over, you know, a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars a month for our clients, or maybe it's a million dollars a month, or we've worked with this person or this person or whatever. Um, people want to hear your authority or how long you've been doing it for. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's a new opportunity, which is number seven, which is kind of setting yourself apart from every other. I keep using the ads agency. I think I'll just stick to that one, but <laughs> setting yourself apart from every other ads agency, like what makes you different? Like, why are you the one to choose like why why should we work with you um and so that's sort of the new opportunity to make it sound like you, you are the new shiny object on the street that people can't pass up right yeah and then uh value perception is like it's number eight where it's like you could go off and run your own ads on your own but you're going to spend months maybe years testing this stuff or, you know, millions, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars you're going to blow on trying to run your own ads, or you can hire us to do it because we've been doing this for years and we know exactly what works. So we can do it for you. So that's value perception. And then nine is uh, social proof. We all know what that is. That's Amazon reviews is the best way to say it. Like testimonials. People want to see who have you, who have you worked with? That's like, would like shout from the mountaintops, how awesome you are, whether it's a text testimonial in the form of like a written uh, testimonial or a video testimonial. Um, so it's, it's always good to include those in there if you can. And then the 10th thing is the call to action. So it's like, you know, hit them over the head with this. Like a lot of people won't take action unless you tell them to at the end of your video, like click the link below. Or um, I always try to make it urgency or scarcity based where it's like, you know, we only have five spots left. Click the link below before you miss out. Or this ad could disappear tomorrow, so click the link below. Or um, you know, anyone who clicks this ad gets thirty percent off only through this ad, or something like that. You know, so that was like my super super quick. I have an hour training on this stuff, but that was like my super quick one through ten uh, on the ten ingredients that I'm always thinking about. And like I said, you don't have to put every single one of these in your video, but it helps to be thinking about them all the time because people have these triggers in their mind. Like unconsciously, they have triggers that if you check off those boxes in their head, like when they're watching you on camera or they're watching your videos and you talk about some of these ingredients, it's going to make your video or your ad perform so much better when you address uh, some of these things. So yeah, there it is. Man, those are fire. I feel like we're cooking in the kitchen with those 10 ingredients, man. Loved it. <laughs> so what you got cooking up next you know give everybody an idea of you know how to get in touch with you how we can kind of support you and you know what's next in your kind of journey there yeah so i actually just came out with a um a program that talks about all these 10 ingredients and uh i go in into more depth and there's other amazing bonuses and and stuff like there's downloads and cheat sheets and checklists and you know i have scripts like if you want to download like my video vault i have a script of a vault of scripts 
but uh, go to thevideoformula.com. Super easy to remember. So like, that's literally what this is. This is my video formula and it has 10 ingredients. So thevideoformula.com and go check it out because that's like, I've spent probably almost a hundred hours on creating that training. And I just came out with it two weeks ago. Damn. And I did like a soft launch on my, on my Facebook page and I didn't spend any money on ads yet just to kind of see how it would, how people would respond. And like, it blew up. It was nuts. Like I got 160 students already Damn. In, uh, in seven days who bought it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Everyone's raving about it. Oh, well, heck yeah. I mean, y'all heard the best. That's a killer domain, by the way. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> I was pumped when I got it. I was like, no way. This is available. Is this, is this a joke? Did I type it in right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and some super juicy info in there. But hey, man, thanks for jumping on here. Yeah, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.